Welcome to The Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we will be covering Minute 6, uh, which is 5 to 5.59 on the clock. Uh, we are talking about when Erica uh, says to Mark, I'm sure you're going to be a very successful computer person. Uh, finishing off the, the start of the statement that she made at the end of last week. And uh, it finishes with um, the first of... Um, I'm going to say many minutes of Mark Zuckerberg walking around uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, looking miserable. Um, and we get the first kind of taste of uh, the score uh, as, the, as the track Hand Covers Bruise uh, begins to play. Uh, of course, uh, for the last minute, we've been listening to Ball and Biscuit uh, very, very quietly on the soundtrack <laughs> playing underneath. Um, and now we get to hear, you know, the the music that has been composed uh, by Trent Reznor and the other fella whose name uh, escapes me at this Atticus very moment. Atticus Ross. There we go. <laughs> I've had trouble remembering his name. Uh, you wouldn't mind. No, you wouldn't mind, but I actually have the yeah. CD oh, of yeah. this soundtrack, so you would think I'd remember it. Um, yeah, and we get the credits. We get a David Fincher film, and then we get uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield's name. And as we're on Andrew Garfield's name, that is where the minute finishes. And joining me to talk about today, uh, you've just heard his voice, is Eric Nash. Hello, Eric. Hey, Darren. Glad to be here. I think kind of, I mean, technically speaking, you know, Erica Albright started her kind of little mini rant just before she um, kind of sends Mark off. Uh, in the script, it is it is directed as Erica takes Mark's hand and looks at him tenderly. And then, and then she says, you're probably going to be a very successful computer person. And then she continues <laughs> because she's not giving him a compliment here. Uh, she says, you're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. And then off she walks. Um, and in the script, uh, Aaron Sorkin actually writes, you know, with that stinger, Erica walks off slowly. Uh, we push in on Mark. A fuse has just been lit. And I, you know, I I, I mean, uh, I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin's writing anyway. I'm a big West Wing fan. Uh, I like A Few Good Men. Uh, I think Moneyball's a really good script as well. Uh, you know, I think in this script as well, you know, Sorkin kind of delivers uh, kind of interesting dialogue. Uh, it's worth saying as well that in in the in the script we're on page nine, but we're on minute six. <laughs> so Sorkin is way ahead of us when it comes to page count on this thing. Uh, the whole script is 164 pages, which for a two-hour script, that is a lot more than is generally needed. But yeah, so you know we 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 get this kind of um, you know for the next couple of minutes it's just going to be Mark Zuckerberg you know uh, exiting into Harvard Square at the start here, coming out of this pub. And, you know, we have the, the kind of the title card of Harvard University Fall 2003. Later on, we'll talk a little bit about when precisely this was, because, uh, you know, obviously we find out later on that Mark Zuckerberg was drunkenly blogging as he created FaceMash. And so we know the exact date and time when that was created. Um, but yeah, Fall 2003 will do for the moment. You know, we get the production companies and then, of course, you know, a, a David Fincher film, which I don't think people can really deny. You know, this is definitely a David Fincher film <laughs> in every way. Um, you know, Aaron Sorkin's script kind of is, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of, you know, the, the thing on which we are kind of building everything. But the, just the way the camera moves, particularly as we, you know, as we kind of go to this wide shot and we see Mark beginning to walk into, he's out, you can, it's really weird because 
um, you know, it, it, Mark walking back to his dorm is just a series of kind of really wide shots and high angles. And then occasionally we'll kind of come back in on Mark, like, you know, walking and then we'll go back out and have these kind of really wide establishing shots of, you know, different parts of uh, of Cambridge. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I just kind of love the cinematography. It's just like it's this entire film looks so beautiful and it's for such a weird subject. <laughs> you know, the creation of a website shouldn't really have a film that looks this nice. Um, but, you know, I think these kind of these this is remember, we've been in the pub here since the start of the film. So this is nice to get these kind of like establishing shots so we can, you know, we're firmly in, uh, you know, on Harvard. Um, these are the only shots that were actually done on the campus uh, because, you know, Harvard did not cooperate with uh, with the film. And so David Fincher kind of stole these shots by having, you know, cameras set up. Uh, on the tops of buildings and just kind of getting these kind of almost stealing these shots basically um and then once we arrive at the dorms you know in a couple of minutes time we're we're nowhere near we're nowhere near Cam cambridge anymore <laughs> we're, we're somewhere else uh, but i just i really like these kind of establishing shots it just ma it just makes the film seem kind of uh you know really kind of widescreen and important and you know it, i don't know it gives a weight to this film that i feel kind of the subject probably doesn't deserve but you know you, you david fincher's directing it so it can't help but seem you know like a you know like a really great film yeah and uh, when you're talking about aaron sorkin a little bit um that's that's one thing i'd i'd almost forgotten about a little bit in my love for fincher but i also do <laughs> um like aaron sorkin quite a bit um but uh you know and, and you mentioned how the um the the, the, the hand, uh, her hand on his or whatever you know that's 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 such a great thing that Fincher and or the actors decided not to do or not to at least show. You know, I mean, maybe they could have been reaching towards each other across the table, but it seems like it's a decent sized table and they couldn't. That that wouldn't even be possible, I don't think. But um, but but Sorkin with his way of words is great for this movie, and then Fincher doing what he's doing is is so wonderful. You know, we've already had her coming in close in the previous like minute um so yeah she's just kind of delivering the the final kind yeah. of payoff you know in these opening couple of minutes um you know Rooney Mara doesn't get like a huge amount right. to do in this film you know she gets she gets the opening few minutes um you know obviously she she gets upset later on at, uh, when she's reading the uh, when she's reading Zuckanit and then she turns up halfway through the film uh, to deliver a line which i think i would call a complete lie uh, where she says the internet is written in ink because it's like I don't know. There's a lot of websites that don't yeah. exist anymore, <laughs> so, so uh, I don't think ink is correct there. But you know, like, so she only really has in the entire film, let's say about ten minutes right. most, um, and yet she really makes mm -hmm. such a big kind of impact. Um, she certainly must have made an impact on you know David Fincher because obviously she then became the right. girl with the dragon tattoos. <laughs> so you know, she she must have made an impression on him. Um, but I also like that the track, you know, the effectively the first track of the of the film. Um, you know, if you have like the the soundtrack album, is called Hand Covers Bruise, like, and I think that kind of sums up what's happened here. Of like, you know, um, it feels like she's basically like punched Mark Zuckerberg as hard as possible, and he is probably just putting his hand over it so that no one can see that she's bruised him, and that's what this kind of walk home feels like as we start it here. You know, like halfway through this minute of just like this kind of this guy in a hoodie just kind of sulking and just leaving. Um, you know, and just, I don't know, what's, I can't even remember what the name of the pub is now. It's called yeah, something. Thirsty Scholar um, Pub. And it, 
Thirsty Skull, at least yeah. as of right now, it is a real pub. <laughs> I didn't I didn't go into further detail, yeah. but but uh, research, but um, at least as of right now, don't I don't think they actually shot mm. at the Thirsty Scholar for the internal scenes. I if I remember rightly, um, obviously the opening scene is very famous. You know something I talked about you know last week. Uh, for having 99 takes, which is kind of insane. It's still one of those things where you just kind of... And I think this is kind of where Fincher got this reputation of, like, someone who is constantly doing takes of stuff. Um, you know, there's also, on the behind-the-scenes thing, there's a shot of all the laptops that were smashed up uh, during the scene later on in the film where the laptop is pulled off the table and, you know, while Mark is wired in and, mm. and Eduardo smashes it. And they did that, they did that like, 70 times. Um and every single time they basically smashed a laptop. Um, so, so you know, this is where Fincher gets this reputation. Um, in fact, on the commentary for Gone Girl, there's a there's a shot of um, uh, there's a point where a car pulls up in front of the. This is where um, Neil Patrick Harris like returns from work, and he pulls into shot with the cam in his car, and it stops exactly on the mark. And on the commentary, David Fincher goes, "That was done in one shot." Mm. And he kind of makes a point of being like, I didn't do a second take on that. It was perfect. Um, so, yeah, so David Fincher feels like someone who's, who is kind of looking for perfection. He's, you know, he knows what he wants and he's going to do it 99 times or one time. Just depends. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they, you know, Mark exits from the Thirsty Scholar. Although I don't think we actually see Jesse Eisenberg exit from there. We just see a shot of the outside of the pub. And that's meant to give us the idea that that's where he just was. Um, and like I said, we get these stolen shots of, uh, of Harvard Square. Um, and then, of course, you know, we get the first credits of Jesse Eisenberg and uh, and Andrew Garfield. And at this particular point, I think I knew who Jesse Eisenberg was before I saw this film, because I'm almost certain I'd seen him in other stuff before this. Um, and funnily enough, uh, I think I did. I don't know if this is still true, but I did have a unbroken streak of seeing every single Andrew Garfield film at the cinema. Um, but I, I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge at the cinema. So I think that was what broke it. Um, but I knew Andrew Garfield because he was on a TV show over here called uh, Sugar Rush, um, uh, which is on Channel 4. And he played this like nervous teenage kid called Tom. Uh, and that was about five years before before this. Um, and then he'd been on a there's a film that he did called um, Boy A, which was, I think, on ITV. Um, and then I'd seen him in Lions for Lambs, The Other Bowling Girl and The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Um all before oh and also never let me go which is an amazing film as well uh, all before i'd seen the social network so you know I, I i was kind of really well aware of um of andrew garfield uh before this film and um you know i think the same was true of jesse eisenberg i think i'd seen um i'm trying to think there was i'm sure there was one there was i think it might have just been uh, Adventureland and Zombieland I think were the only two films I'd actually seen him or even I might have seen Holy Rollers I can't remember when that came out I think it came out before Social Network now, now for Andrew Garfield to go back to all those movies you listed except for the more recent one you said you that, that broke your streak <laughs> um, I don't think I'd seen I don't think I've seen any of those um, so <laughs> but but you know certainly the Spider-Man the two Spider-Man movies and uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I I did even see Hacksaw Ridge in the theater. You saw Hacksaw Ridge yeah. in the theater. Oh, the... see, I ha- I now I haven't seen um, Silence or Breathe. Yeah. I think was his next. I haven't seen. Here, that's the weird thing. Since Spider-Man Two, I haven't seen any Andrew Garfield films in the cinema, and I'd seen everything up until that point. Um, and I'm re- I'm really looking forward to Under the Silver Lake seeing that at some point. 
soon hopefully who is who is directed uh, or directed that it says david robert mitchell i don't know it, it, it just seems oh, like a yeah, more yeah, youthful yeah. big lebowski <laughs> with with some other oh i i do you know what here's something i i mean uh, i i mean i love david robert mitchell okay. <laughs> like um i even before it follows came out i saw um uh, myth of the american sleepover and uh, that's an amazing film like it's probably one of the best kind of teen films of the last like 20 years um it's i don't know it's just amazing um i can't i can't speak of it more mm-hmm. highly uh but i think it's very hard to get on um i don't think it's streaming anywhere and i don't think you can get it on dvd or blu-ray <laughs> so uh it's very hard to get hold of when it follows came out i was i was looking forward to that just because it was from the director of myth of american sleepover uh probably one of my favorite films of the of the last decade um but yeah so you know we've we've got those two names on the screen and that's where this minute finishes and uh you know hand covers bruise plays underneath um because we're going to be hearing hand covers bruise for the next two minutes uh i think we'll save any discussion about the soundtrack (laughs) until the next minute um but uh yeah so for the moment that's where we leave the social network uh is just you know a, a sullen jesse eisenberg walking through the streets of boston massachusetts um so uh, I was going to ask uh you know every guest uh you know daily questions um so I was going to say did you see the social network in the cinema I mean if you're saying that you didn't see uh, uh any Andrew Garfield <laughs> films before Spider-Man I'm guessing that's a well, no 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 um uh I think I think because of uh and we'll get into this later in the week with more Fincher talk specifically um but because of I think Zodiac, you know that certainly is one of the big ones, and Seven too. Um, that that drew me to okay, I'm going to give this a chance, and and you know probably wasn't an opening night, but it was it was probably in a couple weeks, and I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it. I definitely was seeing a fair number of, of the other movies at that say for that year that I certainly saw quite a few a few others that year, so I'm pretty sure I was gonna would have seen this as well, and and, and a few times after too, that's for sure. I've I've, I've uh, Taking a good gander at it uh, in, in full and, and even in parts here and there. The last couple of Christmases, I have done a thing um, leading up to Christmas Day where I have rewatched every single wow. David Fincher film except for Alien 3. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we'll talk about it later in the week, but, uh, you know, I think he's uh, probably one of the most consistent directors uh, currently working. Uh, which is why I'm happy that it seems like he's dropped out of World War Z Part <laughs> Two or whatever that was going to be called, because I don't know that would I feel like that would tarnish his reputation just as much as Alien Three did to start off with, <laughs> but yeah I, I I mean you know I I think the thing is as well is like uh, I think this is an interesting film to kind of see in the cinema because uh, like we say it's kind of an odd film you know the subject matter is kind of odd and and so like uh, uh, but the the kind of pace of the film is so quick. And the dialogue is so fast that I think that you kind of, as you're watching it, you don't really get the time to be like, what is this film meant to be about? Like what, like the kind of the way they establish and kind of introduce so many characters. And I don't know. I, I just think it's a, you know, it's a really good film. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it minute by minute, would I? Uh, I feel like we said about as much as we can about minute six. Yeah. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug Eric? Um, like I, like I said uh, in the teaser trailer, you got Watchmen minute and almost famous minute. And um, I'll just also throw out there that I'm often, you can often find me on uh, various social media as Lucky Mustard. Should anyone want to talk further, more in depth, in a in a, in a more personal manner than than via any uh, Facebook groups or what have you. 
And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute and on Twitter at social underscore minute and on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here today, Eric. Thank you. And we will see you tomorrow.